good for you. And how was it? What's happening, everybody? Ah, it is Monday. End of Monday. That's right. The end of Monday. Let's talk some movies. You're done with your day. Maybe pour yourself a well, a glass of wine like I have right here, guys. Ah. Delicious. In the breeze right there. What's happening, everybody? Where everybody's doing good. Sure, that's not up too loud. All right, who's out there? Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me your name. Nom nom. Going on Niner fan. How's it going? Uh, football season. Starting soon. Jason, what's up, sir? We got Javier right here. Good to see you. Eric Patterson, always great to see you. And your emojis, the dancing emojis, of course. Lapazoo, how you doing, bud? Hey, what's going on, Matiaha? Great talk, yeah, yeah. We'll talk a little more about that. I mean, hopefully you guys checked out my review last night of Val. Highly recommended, highly recommended. Hi, Mom! There's Mama Film Junkie, everybody. We, of course, uh, went out to dinner last night for her birthday. So, if you haven't wished Mama Film Junkie a happy birthday, do so now. What's going on? Nice. Oh, yeah. We have some a- extra decorations going on tonight. What's going on, Kevin? How you doing? Damn, see Alexia, there you go. Everybody's saying hi to each other. What's going on, Dan? Everything is pretty well. That's cool. What's going on, Mr. Fowl? Hope you're not melting over there in Vegas. Hopefully not. Maybe just, uh, they're up. There it is, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got Paul Smith here, too. What's going on, bud? Thank you guys, of course, for jumping in, clicking in. But yes. Um, well, you know, like I said, I've been kind of, uh, I mean, I'm still working on it, taking my time with it, but you know, I I am going to be converting, converting over from StreamYard to Streamlabs. So I've been kind of messing with uh, a lot of the stuff that they've been doing. So then I went, all right, as I was messing with stuff, I went, I need more on the wall. So as you can see, I added my 3d Batman head that I got a while back for Christmas. I think from my mom, actually. Thanks mom. Um, that guy, which of course is. His, uh, his, you can't really see it, but yeah, you can a little bit. His eyes light up if you, you know, bonk him in the head right there. So it's cool. And then I had, I ordered this guy, you know, the mask mask, you know, before he puts it on, of course. I ordered that guy and some of you might have saw it behind me in the vodka stream when I, you know what? I can hang that up. But just, you know, put a nail and just stuck it right there. So there you go. Adding a little bit more. I might add a little bit something right here. It seems like I need something right here, right here. I don't know. But um, yeah, like I said, I've been uh, toying with uh, the stream lab stuff. And I will say, and you patrons already know, because I posted pictures of the progress of what's happening when it comes to uh, me uh, converting to stream labs, which has a lot more features. I mean, it's not like I don't like StreamYard. It's very basic and it makes everything very easy. So of course, when you get to an OBS, that is stream labs, a lot more complicated. You got to learn some stuff. Been frustrating, but it's also been very kind of like, oh, okay, I could do that. 
and a lot of things are uh, looking pretty good with it. So, like I said, I don't know when. Uh, probably next week is when I'll have like. It's not going to be like an entirely new format. It's just going to be a little bit more, you know, fancier, a little bit more smooth, little, little bit more tight. I guess you could say going to look a little better that's all that's all so but yeah so added a couple more things to the wall right there and uh there you go there you go so anyways guys hopefully you're having a good day a good monday and everything make sure you smash that like thumbs up button do all that make sure you subscribe to the channel make sure you have that notification bell once you subscribe or or whatever you know even if you haven't make sure you do that so you know when i'm doing this stuff and then of course uh you know i got the patreon um, it looks like probably I'll be doing a Patreon stream this weekend. I think, yeah, for sure. I thought about doing last weekend, but a little busy last, last week and this past weekend. So I think the Patreon stream will happen. So if you guys, uh, you, you patrons out there, if you want to come on a, a stream and chat with me, that'll be awesome. It's always a good time to talk to, um, talk to those guys and anybody new that wants to join. And then of course, yeah, you got the film junkie closet down below with merchandise, which I got to I got to get on that. I have, I want to put some Batman the Fanimated merchandise down in there as well as a couple other shirts I had in mind as well. So I just, uh, I haven't got around to it, but hopefully I will. So yeah, hopefully do that. And uh, again, thank you for joining. Like I said, uh, this is, well, I mean, if you read the Twitter, obviously, you know, the topics of today, which of course we're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad streaming numbers that's right apparently they're already talking about numbers for this one of course they are why wouldn't they be talking about still can't see the numbers yeah they're talking about numbers Alrighty, so we're going to talk a little bit about that <laughs> and been talking so much about the suicide squad but that's what's always fun about when a big movie comes out big movie like this and uh, specifically when it's a DCEU movie, because let's face facts, when a DCEU movie comes out, well, let's just say it's a war zone out there. It really can be. I feel sorry for Flightcast Ray. Ah, good old Ray, which I love talking to Ray. Really good guy, Flightcast uh, Ray. He's been just, you know, he, he, uh, he's been taking it on Twitter and uh, talking to people and just like when it comes to numbers and weird stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about we we'll are talking about other stuff too, like uh, like yeah, like AMC and Warner Brothers coming up with a deal. We got some more Flash stuff that's going to be uh, coming about, and then of course Jackass Forever and Bam Margera. That's right. Apparently, he's got a little lawsuit against those guys, so that's not good. But hey, what can he do? You know, it's always the way it is, right there. So let me make sure I uh, burp, burp. all right, make sure I got everything right here. But hopefully, you guys are doing good. Like I said, uh, weekend was great was pretty great uh did some family some family visiting over the weekend uh saw my nana which if you guys watch the vodka stream she called me like five minutes into my vodka stream my nana called me because she wanted to confirm that our brunch plans that we had on saturday and of course we uh did do that had one of the best omelets i've ever had tell you what this place totally forgot what it was called totally drawn a blank it's over in Temecula, California, of course. And uh, man, one of the best omelets I ever had. I had this cheese and bacon omelet that was just, oh, it was so delicious. I didn't care. I was like, you know what? We're at this nice, you know, this one kind of restaurant. I ain't going to be, you know, this is going to be definitely a, a, a cheat, a cheat meal. And it was, I had the hash browns, toast. I was taking some biscuits and gravy from uh, Grandpa Ralph over here. I went, yes. You know, it was just, it was a feast. 
it was definitely a feast and it was awesome. It was great. So I got to visit uh, my Nana, which I have, I haven't seen her in a year and a half because of the whole freaking pandemic thing. So it was nice to see her of course. And then of course, last night we celebrated mama film junkies uh, birthday, you know, two days later because she was at the Dodger game, of course, which sadly they lost. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Jose. What's up, Jose? I know you're out there. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's, but it's good for me at least good for the giants that they're, uh, still losing because you know, the giants beat the brewers two out of one. So, you know, that's good. Or two out of, what did I say? Two out of three, not two out of one, but two out of three. So it's always nice. So yeah, it was a nice cheese and bacon. Now you're Oh, dude, it was so good. Paul, you don't even know, man. I mean, this place, apparently they're very popular for their omelets. And one of the things is, is yeah, they put some uh, good amount of cheese in their omelets and I'm a good, uh, I'm good when it, when it comes to, um, when it comes to putting cheese in an omelet. Hello, darling. They, the one, the next two though. Yeah, that's true. But so did the Giants, so we're still good. I'm just, uh, me and my brother were very much worried about that one-game playoff. It's like, that's going to end up happening at the end of the year, isn't it? That's what's going to end up happening at the end of the year. I tell you, it's going to be like a one-game playoff watch. Uh, that's what I'm worried about, so worried about. Okay, so, all right. Let's see, I got that. All right, making sure I got everything. But yeah, so pretty good weekend. And like I said, I was just working on stuff and finally got to catch up on watching some things. Like I said, I watched the Val documentary last night, which if you guys saw my review, highly recommended. I did not think they were going to go that deep. Teary-eyed, tears. I mean, my God, because I've always been a fan of Val Kilmer and then just seeing where he's at right now and then seeing the way it jumps back and forth. I'm telling you guys. Definitely watch the documentary, Val. It's on Amazon Prime right now. If you have Prime, you can go do it. I know it's in select theaters. Uh, I wasn't anywhere around here, but I watched it on Amazon Prime. It was great. Hey, there's Mr. Andre, Nicotina Show. What's up, bud? How you doing? So, uh, <laughs> ground him. Uh, she, she could try to ground me. She could try, but then I'll still do this. You know, even if I was going to be grounded. I would still do this. She would still allow me to do this at least, right? So, but um, yeah, highly recommended to see, to watch that movie. I mean, my God, it was so good. So good. And just cut, I mean, it cut, it cuts deep, man. It really does. Like I was, I was not expecting uh, too much of that. So anyways, I mean, I knew it was going to get a little deep and I knew I was going to probably be a little sad, but man, they really, whew, man, I tell you. So, anyways, all right, guys, let's get started with the show. You guys know I like the show. Let's go to the tweets. Go to the tweets. All right. See what's happening over here. All right. Uh, all right. Um, this was just like the most recent thing that I just uh, quote tweeted right now. I actually really love this fan cast and never really thought about it. What about uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm totally drawing a blank, of course, but you know army of the dead Dieter. what if this uh what if he were to play booster gold and i went you know what not a bad choice i kind of want this now because i mean i mean obviously you know he's got a you know i know he's got a thick german accent but i think he could probably pull off an american accent if he wanted to or just make booster gold german who knows but i think he would uh you know i went up ah, not too shabby kind of thought okay he's got the hair he's got the look you know i think uh why not why not so saw that and i went yeah you know what Kind of, kind of dig that fan cast. I really do. So, 
And here we go, guys. Get this. What's going on, Shamagic? How you doing, King? So get this, guys. Marvel reportedly pays comic book writers just $5,000 for storylines used in movies. So this just kind of came across the feed, and it was kind of interesting because, you know, you open it up and you read the article that apparently when it comes to when an MCU movie comes out, when an MCU movie is out there and uh, they use kind of story elements from like a certain story, I mean, obviously that's always going to be the case. They're going to use like story elements. They basically give five, five grand and an invitation to the premiere for the writers of that said story. So what do you think? Not enough? Probably not. I would say that's not enough. Five grand? It's interesting because the way you got to look at it, the way I, that the way I kind of look at it too is like, okay, so yeah, they're not exactly using 100% of the story. They're just kind of pulling from certain stories. Okay, cool. I could see like how if a, if a writer came up with like a certain story and then they were going to use that full on story, yes, you better pay the shit out of him. But if they're only using certain elements, what would be the most that they should pay? This seems like it's a little low. $5,000? That seems like a little low, especially when movies are making a billion dollars. Pay them. Yes, the premiere's cool, but it'd be a lot better if, you know, they weren't showing up in an Uber. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, it's just kind of funny. I wonder what DC does. Then I, I, that's what I kind of want to I want to know now is like, what does DC pay when it comes to that? I mean, obviously, when we look at Batman or Superman or, you know, that that was pulling from, you know, all sorts of stuff. You know, you got you got birthright. You got death of Superman. You got death. Yeah, you, know, you got uh, Dark Knight Returns. I mean, I kind of wonder, like, what what does DC pay their writers when it comes to that? So that's very curious. Yeah, that's very curious. Yeah, there's under contract at gunpoint. I know. So, I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, I'm sure that there are contracts that get signed, but it's funny. But, yeah, this is uh, this was according to, um, well, not CNET, but it's according to The Guardian, actually. And it says, according to multiple sources, when a writer of an, artist, of an artist's work features prominently in a Marvel film, the company's practice is to send the creator an invitation to the premiere and a check for $5,000. Three different sources confirm this amount to the guardian there's no obligation to attend the premiere or to use the five thousand dollars for travel or accommodation sources described it as a uh a tacit acknowledgement and compensation was due so they're just kind of looking at the bare minimum like yeah let's just throw a little bit throw a little bit of scratch over to these writers and whatnot yeah it seems like it seems like it should be in the, at least the $10,000 range, maybe the 20000 I mean, you know, especially these movies are making billions and billions. It's like, come on. If you're finding uh, an artist's work or whatever the hell, you're emulating a certain scene or you're taken from one of their stories, it's like, yeah, pay them maybe, you know, a little more than five grand, I would say. I would say maybe getting to, you know, 15,000, 20,000, I don't know, something around there where it gets a little higher. Make it a little bit heftier because it's like, yeah, a premiere is cool, but you know, nobody's going to know who the hell you are. You know, you're going to be walking up the red carpet and everybody's going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? We don't care about this guy. And it's like, on the basis of the story, man. Jeez. So, 
50 grand. There you go. Even that. You can go up to that much, too. Big Warner thought, yeah, they credited Bill. Yeah, they credit a lot. Of, yeah. But I just kind of wonder, like, when it comes to, like, them pulling story elements, too. I'm wondering what DC pays them. I mean, it's going to be interesting to, if that ever comes about. But I just thought that was I thought that was interesting when I saw this. And I think some people were talking about it like, yeah, pay these people more. You have the money. It's fine. Just uh, throw a little bit more scratch there because if it wasn't for comic book writers, you wouldn't have your billion-dollar empire of a cinematic universe. Okay, Marvel, pay them. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. All right, so we got that. And hey, we got some more people joining. We got Clancy Brown. This is a win. God, I tell you what, John Wick 4 is going to be something else, man. They are just casting. They're just casting, you know, just people that you've seen all throughout movies and everything. Just just good, just good uh, action stars, stump people. And then, of course, just people that have been in that the character actors in these movies. So Clancy Brown is joining John Wick 4. Good stuff. Very good stuff. And say even, yeah, even Mulder himself, uh, you know. Is even saying that, man. Uh, even Mr. Mooney from Californication. Um, he's even saying, love the movie Val. Check it out. Yes, do so. Please check it out. Do that. And uh, hey, you know what? Brandon, Brendan Frazier, he really is a treasure. So this is him during an interview right here, which is it's just so wholesome. And Everybody always tell, talks about how he is just like a pure soul. So listen to this right here when he, when uh, he's interview, getting interviewed right here, and he's talking about, of course, being cast in Scorsese's movie and everything. It's just, it's just great. Oklahoma, that's better. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm going to work with Scorsese and Leo and Bob De Niro. Yes, I saw. Congratulations. That's Thank you. I think I might be sick. A little anxious. Oh, yeah. No, oh no. I mean, it's going to be fun. <laughs> You yeah. got this. You got this. Got just, just know that the internet is so behind you. We're so supportive. There are so many people out there who love you, and we're rooting for you. And we can't wait to see what you do next. <laughs> ah, such a good guy, and that is so true. Shucks, ma'am. <laughs> wholesome, just so wholesome. And it's like, yes, Brandon Frazier, we back you with everything. I, you never hear anything about anything bad about Brendan Frazier, man. Tell you. So, yeah, good for him. All right, let's talk more about showering. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, what is the common trend? And now asking celebrities about their shower habits. So now we got Jason Momoa. And I love, I mean, the headline's good because it says, Jason Momoa confirms he showers. I'm Aquaman. Enough said right there. So, so when, oh man, they started asking about this and it says like, I'm not starting any trends. I shower. Trust me. That's what he said right here to access Hollywood. I'm Aquaman. I'm the fucking, I'm, I'm in the fucking water. Don't worry about it. I'm Hawaiian. We got salt water on me. We, we good. We good. Uh, fellow muscle man, of course. And then what we talk about that too, when it comes to, um, when it comes to Dwayne Johnson, but yeah, we, we it's don't worry, guys. Aquaman showers, which makes sense. He's always in the water, right? But it's just kind of funny because <laughs> I was just how has this become such a new thing now? It's become such a new thing, like to ask now because you know celebrity couples have been talking about the thing, and I've told you guys too. Like I mentioned last week, I'm like I think what 
one of the problems that we do have is like, yes, we overly scrub the shit out of ourselves with like these crazy, you know, bath soaps and shit like that. And there's a lot of like, you know, and I'm always, I'm all about like, get something that doesn't have all this chemicals and shit. That's just going to dry your skin out. And then, you know, if you're not 100% going at least every day, again, you have armpits, leg pit, ass pit, make sure those are clean. Okay. No matter what. And I'm, but I'm just saying, if you're not going to scrub your entire body every day, fine. Because I think there's like an overabundance of that too. Women always talk about how they don't wash their hair every day. You know, there's that stuff too. There's all different kinds. Everybody has their own routines when it comes to stuff like that. And I mentioned like, yeah, I may not like scrub my entire body the whole time, but I'm always in the shower and I always take cold showers too. And so does Dwayne Johnson. And this is one of the things that he, and it was kind of a funny exchange that with this uh, screenshot right here where uh, he was even, oops, totally just, let me, uh, oop, not that, hit the wrong thing. Hold on. Um, this right here, this was uh, talking about bathing habits right here. So I don't know why this guy thought it, this was weirder, but Dwayne Johnson said, nope, I'm the opposite of a not washing themselves celeb. Shower cold when I roll out of bed and get my day rolling. I tell you what, you want to really wake up? I mean, yeah, you can get your coffee and your caffeine. A cold shower? I mean, I do it throughout the week. You know, Monday through Friday, I take a cold shower. That definitely wakes your ass up. So I'm totally on board with that. And then he says, shower warm after my workout. Makes sense. He's sweaty. We've seen the Instagrams. Yes. Thank God for that. And then a hot shower after he gets home from work. So he goes from cold, warm to hot. So he's showering about three times a day. When the fuck does this guy sleep? First off, I don't even know when this guy sleeps. TMI, what are you talking about? There's no TMI. I, God, ask any ask any ex I've had. I'm not, Jesus Christ. I told you, I just, I always scrub anything that's going to think. And of course, I wash my hands every day, but this constant scrubbing of like everything, you know, I'm, unless I'm like out in the field or something like that, of course I'm going to do that, but not, you know, you got to get a little crazy. I think we get a little too crazy with the antibacterial this, that, and this is why everybody's immune systems are a little, you know, mm, kind of compromised anyways. So nothing weird about this. My friend, I work out twice a day and then I go to work for 12 hours plus hours. I shower three times. When the hell is this guy sleep? I honestly don't know when Dwayne Johnson sleeps. It's crazy. It's crazy. Start a shower stream. Imagine the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the, that's funny. I like that. Yeah. We'll do a shower stream. There you go. And thank you for the super chat. Ronak. Appreciate that. Uh, exactly. I think even, uh, you know, eat crack. Yeah. Even, even, uh, George Carlin had a bit about that too, where he said, like, he said, unless you're like coming across like, you know, excessive amounts of garbage or you work out constantly, he's all like, the, the erogenous zones. He always says that. Scrub all that. And, of course, he made the jokes out of it and everything. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm mainly here all day. So it's like I don't need to constantly, like, scrub my arms and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, obviously, I wash my hands every day, guys. Don't worry. Jeez. But at the same time, it's like I think there's there's always that, that little bit where just too much. But at least get into the shower every day, please. I mean, that's always a good thing. And, and get those... Get the get the areas that can, are going to have some sense, okay? I think when this question is asked, you know, you got your Jake Gyllenhaal, which of course he was trending over the weekend, and he was talking about that, and it was like, 
you know, pick your words wisely, you know, because I do believe that these people are probably doing some kind of scrubbing, but they're just not fully getting into the show. I don't know. And then people who take baths, I mean, baths are an interesting thing because I always think if you're going to take a bath, make sure it's one of those where you have the bubbles, you have the salts, do all that, something relaxing. I always think it's kind of weird. If you're actually going to take a bath to clean yourself, weird because you're literally just sitting in a fucking, you know, pool of water in your own filth. That's weird. I mean, I remember I loved baths as a kid, but I haven't, I don't remember the last time I've actually taken, taken a bath. So I don't know. So what's going on, Mr. Darren? How you doing? OnlyFans, shower stream. You're funny. Uh, you say armpit sex. That's kind of weird. Who said that? You guys are, you guys are really having a ball right there, but yes. So every day, boop, boop, boop. Wash all that, of course. Every day. But I mean, like I said, these celebrities just need to start when it comes to that, just be like, oh yeah, shower every day. Just say that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And so I'm so it's just kind of funny when they asked Jason Momoa about that. It's like, have you seen the guy's like getting dirty all the time? Of course he's gonna be showering. Look at that hair too. Of course he's gonna be showering every day. Taurus is gonna be doing that. Would like to see another uh, Titans Doom Patrol crossover where both teams have to fight the brain monster mala. Maya, Mala, and the and the and the fearsome five. Well, you know something like that could possibly happen there, Rhett. Uh, I know there's the new uh, the new Doom Patrol is going to be coming out soon, so we'll see what happens with that. Which I think uh, the trailer even showed up, and I retweeted it out like a little small trailer. It's coming out like September something, September twenty third, I believe. But yeah. So, anyways, bathing habits and happy birthday to uh, Jillian Anderson. She's fifty three today. She still very much looks like how she did right there. She is aged very gracefully. So yeah, of course, David Duchovny was uh, wishing her a happy birthday. And uh, we have a new Morticia Adams, which is, uh, you know, Tim Burton's going to be doing the spinoff Wednesday. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to be playing Morticia. Perfect. Love it. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So, And then we got a new poster for Dune right here. Showing that, showing this exquisite cast right here, just totally exquisite cast. Of course, looking forward to that. And this is interesting right here, guys. So, according to Stephen Lang, he says that the Avatar 5 script made him cry. And my first response was, Avatar 5? We still haven't seen. Jesus, he's crying over Avatar 5. And we have yet to see even the second Avatar. Holy shit. Hopefully we get to that point. I mean, it, it is interesting how James Cameron already has <laughs> four sequels planned. And he's shooting them all. And he's been working on them for like the past decade. I mean, if anybody can do it, it it's James Cameron. I mean, he's, he's revolution. He's, he's evolved filmmaking so many times. So it's going to be interesting to see what he has. <laughs> I know it's just I, I mean that's that's just crazy right there and we got Mr. Artist uh, Rudy Rudy AO put this right here look at that showing the uh, the two Batman in the Flash movie pretty cool art right there love it love it love it love it and then even the Hollywood Reporter said do you want to see Warner Brothers release the air cut of Suicide Squad so naturally it's being talked about it's almost like it's going to be inevitable that the trades are actually talking about it. And here it is right here. Of course, the Doom Patrol uh, little like promo right here 
showing just uh you know it's about a minute long just showing where i still got to catch up on uh season two i'm behind guys i know i suck enjoyed the shit out of season one for some reason just didn't jump on season two as quickly as i should have but i definitely will before season three comes out and uh yeah looking forward to that and these are cool right here um we got some free guy we got some free guy promo stuff that's just basically of course based off of existing popular um titles when it comes to the video game world so obviously we got mario right here um yeah so we got free guy 2021 of course so that's pretty cool and then we got street fighter and i love the fact that they they made you know they made guy baraka <laughs> is it baraka no it's blanca see i got him confused of course wrong name just think of wrong franchise blanca not baraka baraka's mortal kombat Blanca, so he's doing that. That's pretty awesome right there. I love that. And then, of course, we've got Doom. <laughs> Very awesome right there. And then, of course, um, we got Vice City with uh, Grand Theft Auto right there. So that's the way to do. I mean, they're 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 doing the marketing pretty well. I'm I'm curious to see what's going to be happening with Free Guy when that with how everything is right now. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about that, of course. Posted that, posted my Suicide Squad spoiler discussion last night, too. And this is sad, man. Oh, man. This is sad. I know you uh, you guys probably saw this, but uh, there was a kid who was diagnosed with, uh, a, I think it was brain cancer, right? Danny uh, Sheehan, Sheehan, who, uh, yeah, at eight years old, uh, lost his battle to uh, to cancer. And it was, it, was, uh, it was a few months back where... Um, he was expressing how much he loved Aquaman. He saw him with the toys and everything. And then, you know, Jason Momoa being the fucking awesome humanitarian and just awesome dude that he is, video chatted with Danny a while back and, you know, talked to him and it probably made his day. It was pretty awesome. But yeah, sadly, Danny has passed away from his illness. So um, raise your glass up. Raise your glass up here if you have a man to Danny, man. Sucks really sucks that he uh that they couldn't they couldn't get it they couldn't uh rid the cancer from him so really sucks but so may he rest in peace man just sucks that that stuff happens so young it's like god damn just really sad really sad really sad stuff right there and then speaking of jason momoa here's jason momoa talking about of course uh justice league and dune and uh this is uh this is a pretty good um obviously he's doing a lot of promotion for Sweet Girl, which looks good, which I hope to check out. That's what he had to say about, of course, Zack Snyder and De Denny, Denae. That's what he had to say right here. First cut of the film, the four to six hour version. I was wondering if you could just tell me more about that. Is that is that hypothetical? Or does oh, no, I think that just came down to, um, what they came down to is like we were talking about Zack's film and, 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 and doing Justice League being cut into like two hours. And the first Justice League coming out and wanting, you know, fighting for so long to have the real JL, what I signed up to do, come out. And people are like, wow, did you shoot extra stuff? I'm like, no, that's what we shot. And people are like, wow, I don't mind sitting through four to six hours of of, of, of amazing director's piece. If you really love this, go do it. Word. I think it's a new way of, hopefully film opens up that way. Everything's always progressing. So I'm like, I want to watch this in the theater. You know, they need to cram it into two and a half hours, so be it. Demi is my favorite director in the world. What? Zach's not? How dare you? No, it's okay. Oh, let him read the phone book. I don't give a shit. Like, I love his movie so much. 
I'll watch a 10 hour movie. So I just wanted him to be able to, it's, it's, he's so passionate about this movie. Obviously it's a two parter, but at some point I'm like, gosh, yeah, put it out on HBO max or something like that. Make it a long piece. I, if, I, I welcome it. And I mean, that's all I'm saying is that directors being able to have this opportunity to be able to show a director's cut in a longer format for fans, right? Who's not gonna watch it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, what's her name is like petting her dog. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he, uh, he's gotten more. He's gotten questions about, of course, that a lot, too. I know. How dare he not say Zack Snyder is his favorite director? How dare him? Now, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. I'm sure second favorite, maybe third. I don't know. But, you know, it's hard. You know, he loves Denny's uh, films, which I think a lot of us do. And he wants to see that four to possibly six hour cut. He makes a good point too. Like when it came to these interviews, it's like, yeah, if uh, if they have to scale it down for theatrical, but you have HBO Max to release the full on thing, and that's another thing that you know when it comes to these streaming services that you you're allowed to have because again, everybody's binging all these series. It's like, yeah, obviously we get the whole business side of the hey, you got to keep the movie as you know contained so we can have more on the screens yes i get that it's a business side of it um sadly that's just part of it but at the same time it's like now that we have streaming services that can back this up where people can watch these at home it's like release the full-on shit in there you know it's like it's almost like a no-brainer almost a no-brainer and hopefully you guys uh checked out of course uh this was a really fun episode of uh batman the fanimated stream uh scott and i had over the weekend, talking about the Cat in the Claw, the first uh, appearance of Catwoman, and uh, technically the first episode that was aired. We're not going in broadcast order; we're going in production order, so that's why it's episode fifteen. But you know, very fun episode, very good episode. And this is funny right here. <laughs> uh, Woodrow at here put my favorite genre of YouTube thumbnail clickbait is fabricated behind the scenes photos. So we got <laughs> we got Cavill. Witcher sitting on this guy right there. And then this right here with Momoa. Actually, he was sitting in a pool. <laughs> uh, there was a green guy holding up, of course, the ring of Lord of the Rings. And then, uh, you know, when it came to the Matrix, they weren't on wires. They were on the shoulders of, of people in green suits. That is very true, though. There are, you, I mean, it's amazing. Sometimes when I see some thumbnails... When it comes to these uh, movies, when there's random circles and arrows pointing at things, and I'm like, is that even a thing, or am I going to click this and not and be dissatisfied? That, you know, there's also that part too. But I thought those images were funny right there. Uh, yeah, real genius. This was a deleted scene apparently in Real Genius. Thank you, Ryan, for sending that over. Real Genius is one of my all-time favorite uh, '80s movies with Val Kilmer. It's such. I mean, like I said, Val Kilmer was excellent in it. You want to see some, you want to see his big time comedic chops, watch top secret, watch real genius, please. If you want to see Val Kilmer at his funniest, watch those two movies, top secret, real genius. You will laugh your ass off. Very good stuff. Hey, there's the family right there. We uh, saw, we uh, took, of course, mama film junkie out to black Angus last night. My brother and my nephew right there too. So. And of course, I can't make a serious face. I can't smile. I have to make wide eyes because anytime a camera's around, I got to make a goofy face, which is, you know, just everybody goes, come on, make a serious face. You know, it's hard for me to make a serious face. I totally back up uh, Idris Elba right here. 
he wants to face off with Superman in a the Suicide Squad prequel. I'm totally down for that. Let's show that. Let's show him putting Superman in, into the ICU right there. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, please do so. Please do so. This is awesome. If you guys don't get the get what this can this candle represents, then then you, you you need to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark again. But yeah, I thought that was funny. Literally, I mean, that's one of the that's an awesome candle. This literally literally is gonna melt melt his face. So good stuff right there. So that's pretty much it. Hey, Harley, you know, we can't complain. No matter what you felt about the Suicide Squad, you cannot complain about how awesome Margot Robbie is as Harley Quinn and how awesome she was in the Suicide Squad right there. This one down here, this image right here, she's so adorable. She's just so adorable. So pretty, so pretty. So we got that. Brandon Belt's back. Yes, the uh, the Bloodsport suit was very awesome. I would say that's the best uh, costume that we got in the movie. Loved it. Again, why aren't we getting more Bloodsport? We need more of that. We definitely need more of that so and then hopefully you caught the vodka stream and everything like that because yeah we wore the sunglasses the whole time we played the uh that uh, power half hour a lot of fun a lot of fun with of course meg anthony and joey just a good group of people all uh just having fun you know it's only it's only a little over five hours you know that's all so anyway so there is all of that so let's get to the uh, the main topics at hand right here. So Suicide Squad streaming numbers. That's right. So now we, we don't have definite streaming numbers, mind you. Um, I, I don't know when those are planning to come out, but, you know, I'm sure Warner Brothers. I mean, we already had what's his name talking about. If you watched my box office video yesterday talking about, yep, yeah, Suicide Squad didn't do that well. It underperformed at the box office. But at the same time, I'm still going, why are we still looking at the box office like we're in 2019? Why are we still doing that? You know, it, it's one of the things, you know, when it comes to the box office, the box office has been suffering for the last five, six years. I don't know. I mean, obviously, when there's going to be like a huge movie like Avengers Endgame or Infinity War or something like that. Yeah, of course, those movies are going to do gangbusters and a lot of other movies, too. When it came to something like Joker that came out, that was something very different. And we're going to see this great performance by Joaquin Phoenix. And I love the fact that Warner Brothers was like, oh, we don't we don't have any confidence in this movie, so we're not going to back it up. And they lost a lot of money when it came to that because, Toby, you're stupid. Yeah, that's right. Toby, Emmerich, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Are you effing stupid? Apparently is. Um, so, yeah. So there's always going to be those kind of movies that just like stand out. But when it comes to like the initial box office, it's always kind of been just like kind of dying down. Ooh, Jose, you kick somebody. You put somebody in timeout. Totally didn't see that. Uh, yeah, what a time that was. Thank you uh, for joining, Joey. Won't be the last. Won't be the last, of course. So uh, when it comes to you guys coming on the box stream, always a good time with you guys. But anyways, so going to the numbers, yes, we're I, I it's kind of funny because what I noticed today, I almost tweeted it out today, but I didn't feel like having a shit storm of uh, mentions. It's basically when you look at the numbers, box office and even like the numbers when it comes to streaming, however you felt about the Suicide Squad is how well the movie did. <laughs> That's the way I kind of looked at it. If you hate the you you wanted nothing to do with this movie because you hate Warner Brothers and doing all this and you or you hate James Gunn or something like that. 
you saw that box office number and you put it out there like, yeah, and you were celebrating the fact that it didn't do well. Um, if you like the movie, you're looking at more other things and you're always bad. I mean, it's very much, yes, obviously we can't look at the box office like how we did in 2019. Obviously, we can't do that. Now that there's a Delta variant out there, the apocalypse is still happening, guys. The apocalypse is still happening. It's not really an apocalypse, but the media, of course, makes it seem like it's a fucking apocalypse, of course. Um, so we can't look at it the same anymore. And so when it comes to the streaming numbers, we got this article right here. There it is. Okay, so this is, of course, Samba TV when it comes to all this. Uh, and we, you know, we're kind of wondering, like, exactly what was going to be happening with it. But here's what the numbers were right here. The Suicide Squad, HBO Max, weekend viewership off negative hmm, 26% from Mortal Kombat in Samba TV U.S. households. So, exclusive third-party streaming analytics core uh, corp, uh, Samba TV has weighed in on the weekend viewership of Warner Brothers, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad on HBO Max, and 2.8 million U.S. households turned in over films uh, over the films Friday to Sunday. That number among movies on HBO Max is the highest weekend ever for a DC property, well ahead of Justice League, the Snyder Cut, which had 1.8 million households in four days. And the Christmas weekend, Wonder Woman 1984 had 2.2, but it's not the highest that the streaming service has seen for a day and date theatrical movie uh, as monitored by Samba, the crown still belonging to the R-rated new line title, Mortal Kombat, which drew 3.8 in U.S. households. Suicide Squad's HBO Max HH Weekend uh, households weekend views in the Samba TV homes are 26 behind that figure right there. So now we got to take this. So does that mean it underperformed on there too? But remember, guys, just like what we thought about when Zack Snyder's Justice League came out when it got the Samba TV numbers, is that is only looking at smart TVs. They look at that analytic, and they're really just, they're not looking at it when you have a phone, tablet, you're streaming it on there, watching it on your computer, desktop, whatever. That's specifically talking about smart TVs, usually. That's what, it, that's what that number is coming from. So take that with however way you want to. I mean, obviously, when it comes to Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I know, like, you know, you don't want to, you know, when it comes to all that and it says, yeah, it was only like 1.8 or whatever the hell. I mean, that's just HBO Max. Remember, we're just looking at HBO Max. When it came to Zack Snyder's Justice League, let's face it. I mean, yeah, the numbers were a lot higher because a lot of other people were watching it in different kinds. And that was exclusively for streaming, too, by the way. So there's always... A, it, we're in such a weird time right now, guys, because we got to take all these variables and just kind of go, okay. But at the same time, there's always just going to be that discourse, no matter how you felt about the fucking movie. If you were like, all, if you wanted to just hate this movie like crazy, or if you walked out of it, or whatever the fuck that you did with it, you you you're looking at the box office number, being like, ha ha, you're fucking, yeah, you're just you're 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 laughing at it, and then you're laughing probably at this too. I saw Grace even talking about this because you know what, she didn't like the movie. She didn't like the Suicide Squad, as we saw. She was not a big fan of it, but still gave it a... Didn't she still give it a ripe tomato, not a rotten tomato? I don't know. I Again, I don't really like how she does her critiques. It's it's kind of it's kind of strange. But I know she didn't like it, and I know she tweeted out today, like, oh, well, yeah, I guess it underperformed here, too. 
And uh, it's it's just it's just very interesting how how do you gauge this right now? Because we had somebody from HBO Max, I forgot his name, talking about it. You know, it was, yeah, he even said second highest. It was like the second highest released it. You know, released a date, the dual release, whatever the hell. So he was actually when that information came out, a lot of people were going like, he's lying, he's lying. But then all of a sudden, Sama TV comes out and goes, well, it was the second highest to Mortal Kombat. But it is interesting because it's like. I'd rather watch the Suicide Squad than Mortal Kombat. Just saying. You know, I mean, when it comes to Mortal Kombat, I'm like, eh. I watched it twice. Probably don't need to see it again. I could watch the Suicide Squad again. I could. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just me. That's just me. You know, I just thought it was, you know, if, uh, if I'm going to pick a movie between Mortal Kombat or Suicide Squad, I'm going to watch Suicide Squad. I'm saying. But, you know, what can you do? Grace is definitely a nut. You've uh, you've definitely nailed it right there. She definitely is a nut. Grace! Grace. But there's so many variables right here. So many variables, so many factors. And really, I mean... When it comes down to it, it's all about the subscribers. That's what it is. I even said that in my video yesterday. It's really just all about what was the growth in subscribers and how many of them are going to stay after that too. That's what's so interesting about it. And then, you know, this movie very well could benefit big time for being on a streaming service. Um, that's what's because R-rated, but at the same time, it's like, oh, if you have kids, you got to get them out of the room, of course. But um, yeah. Obviously, the 30-plus projections when it came to box office, they didn't meet that, which, yeah, but at the same time, you have to you have to be like, yeah, there's a lot of people that are still not comfortable with going out into the theater, especially with the whole Delta variant and everything when it comes to COVID. So it's all, it's all, it's all very interesting how we have to, like, take it in. Now, I, I really don't even look – all I know is, I mean, when, um, when it comes to um, – when it comes to – I mean, obviously – when you, when you look at the reviews, all stellar reviews when it came to the critics, which is, you know, for a DC film, R-rated DC film, that's that's pretty insane. The fact that uh, it, it got so many, it's at a 91%, obviously, on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh. But the audience score is at 84%. So audience and critics both gave this thing, you know, gave the Suicide Squad pretty Pretty, uh, pretty good reviews. I mean, a lot of people are just really enjoying the movie. Yes, I mean, you guys saw my both my reviews and my discussions. It's like I didn't, I didn't lo love it or hate it. You know, it's just kind of right in the middle. Like, yeah, it's fine. A lot of gripes, of course, but uh, I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, what is I, I? I always worry about when something like this happens. When we're looking at numbers and we're looking at everything and like all the different variables. It's like, what are they thinking? Are they just going to be like, all right, are we are does are, are they going to look at it like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn after Birds of Prey? Does she not have the box office pull that they might have thought she had? She probably doesn't. That's what's so weird. You know, nowadays there just really isn't that anymore. Back in like you know, obviously the you know when in the golden age of fucking movies and everything, you had those movie stars that pulled in people, and that went that kept going decade to decade to decade, you know, your 70s, your 80s, 90s, 2000s, it started winding down. I mean, yeah, we can, we have movie stars like Dwayne Johnson, but at the same time, does Dwayne Johnson, does he really bring in, if he does like his own original action movie, which he has done, does it pull as much as in when he's not doing a franchise movie? 
I mean, we all love Dwayne Johnson, sure, but does he have the pull that, say, Will Smith did back in the 90s, you know, when we had those kind of movie stars? Jackie Chan, well, you know, Jackie Chan was like, I mean, even though like his, a lot of his movies were filmed overseas and they just came over here, but they were hits. They were hits all over the place. It's like you have those movie stars, and I think they were always betting on Margot Robbie to be like that kind of movie star with her Harley Quinn. But at the same time, now that we've seen it, it's like not so much anymore. It's just it's just not there anymore. There's not that draw when it comes to movie stars anymore, you know? And I think she's great. I love her as Harley Quinn. I mean, you know, I, I didn't really like Birds of Prey. I mean, as it's Birds of Prey is okay, like her. And when it comes to the Suicide Squad, I liked it. It's enjoyable like her but at the same time it just doesn't seem like she has that box office pull is that i think warner brothers wishes that she had you know so i don't know it's all it's all pretty interesting it's all pretty interesting but you know we have those numbers at least samba is going to be truthful with the numbers that they find but remember it's mainly based on smart tvs that we found out so it's hard to take like those numbers as full on solid, but it is kind of it kind of confirms what what's his name said from HBO Max saying it was the second highest. And he was right. A lot of people are like, he's lying. He's lying. And those are the people that were totally against the movie. And it's like, all right, we don't need us. We don't need to say how good this movie was or wasn't just because of how you felt about it. That's that's the thing. It's like numbers are numbers. And like I said in my box office video yesterday, uh, if they're okay with it and they greenlight a third Suicide Squad or maybe if they do a spinoff, that just shows you that they were okay with it. And then, of course, there's the pirating numbers. They're looking at that. I expressed over the weekend, I put out a tweet that said, stop bragging, like stop admitting that you're pirating a movie because there's a lot of people, you know, specifically in, a, you know, in the Snyder fandom, sadly, they, that, that fun bunch that were always kind of, they're always admitting that they were going to pirate the Suicide Squad. And I'm like, stop doing that. That does not make you cool. You're openly admitting that you're stealing and it doesn't do anything. It really doesn't. It really doesn't do anything because they are actually looking at the pirated numbers. They are looking at those too to gauge how popular a movie is. They're looking at everything now. And they're looking at the Rotten Tomato, you know, the tomato meter, you know, sadly, but they're looking at the audience too. Audience 84%. So it's all just... It's all very interesting when it comes to all this, you know. There's so many factors that they're looking at now. It's not just box office anymore. How much does it take in from the theaters? They can't look at it like that anymore because it's all it's been going down, downtown. We how many times did we see that before the pandemic hit where you you'd hear about the box office numbers down from last year, down from the year before, you know, they we always heard about that. We always heard about that. So now they're looking at how much is it going to bring in when it comes to these streaming services? And we're going to talk about, of course, what Warner Brothers and AMC, um, they had a deal, of course, uh, when it comes to that. <sighs> Brian Felix, are you okay? I saw you got put in time out. Yeah. You okay there, bud? All right. New Flash movie set photos shows possible villain mention. I mean, there's always like a... So, this. I mean, this is going to be kind of quick because there's... It's just like, I'm not sure exactly, uh, you know, I mean, there is such thing as a jester, I guess, character that somebody pointed out, but this was a uh, very interesting right here when it came to the flash. Apparently there's going to be a protest scene in the flash and they were filming it. I'm not sure how old this, this, this image was, what the, was this over the weekend or was this today, but here's the image right here. 
and we see this right here that says Jester Judd. Now, this probably does not mean anything, and there's somebody over here, too, with a hat. So, kind of interesting. Like, okay, is there is there a mention? I mean, is there, is there a Jester kind of character? But I think it was just it's just kind of just somebody putting on, a, you know, a protest board of somebody who's like they think is a clown, essentially. Like, again, it just doesn't seem, I mean, we already heard that when it came to the Flash movie that possibly there's going to just be an evil Barry, which at first I went, huh, but then I kind of went, eh, kind of makes sense a little bit, like an evil Barry or a Barry who's just, you know, not, not quite, not, 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 the, not the Barry that we, uh, that we saw in, of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League, but this image right here is just kind of like, hmm, huh, is that an anti, <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. You're here, Carrie. And what's going on, bud? How you doing? But uh, yeah, this was so. This was getting tossed around today, and it was kind of like, is there like who is this guy? I mean, why are people protesting him? Bailout need? I don't know. But yeah, this was like the thing that stuck out was just just your Judd guy right here. So I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, your guess is as good as mine when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But um, that's what was floating around today. So I just wanted to give a little update on what was going on on the Flash set. And that's was like, hmm, is that a villain kind of guy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a villain. Sucks. That, yeah. Yeah. But, sh you know, Shaking or Shamagic, I don't know, I don't know what to call you. I think you're still a Shaking on uh, Instagram. But, uh, yeah, I know. When it comes to Captain Boomerang, yes, I know. I mean, spoiler alert, which we all kind of know. We all knew that, you know, Captain Boomerang was going to probably get offed in the opening sequence and he of course did but at the same time you kind of go like well how much of canon is the suicide squad can we still get some interaction i mean we got interaction in the first one which was cool but let's get some more interaction with the flash and captain boomerang i don't know when it comes to when it comes to a suicide squad movie are they gonna just gotta be like okay that person's dead he's done they're they're done now Hopefully not, because it'd be kind of cool to see. And if if they're you know continue on with with some more Flash movies, it's like yeah, let's get that Rogues Gallery, that Flash Rogues Gallery that that has Captain Boomerang in there. So hopefully that's the case. But I don't know. I just thought that was interesting to see. Like ah, oh, there's a little protest thing happening. What's going on with that? Mm. And then there's somebody on a you know somebody's head with a gesture, and I'm like, it's possibly like this could be some kind of bad guy that might lead into something. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, you know, like I said, I'm trying to cover as much from the Flash movie as possible because, let's face it, as as it goes on, I am, I am, you know, I am hyped about it, even though, yes, I know the movie's cursed. And I'm really, I'm just fingers crossed that next month we do get Annie Muschietti showing the chest, the chest plate of a Ben Affleck Batman, which hopefully is going to be the case because apparently, according to new rumors, this next month, Ben Affleck is going to be definitely suiting up uh, as Batman, and there's going to be something cool that's going to happen. But um, so that's what's happening on the Flash right now. Currently, we'll see what else happens. I will, of course, report it to you. But yeah, let let me know. Like, do you think that that had to do with something, or is that just some random protest? Probably a random protest. That's my guess. So AMC and Warner Brothers work out 45 day deal. So here's. Now, again, going back to what's happening when it comes to streaming and the box office right here. So they uh, we knew this was going to be the case. And I kept on saying there needs to be they need to come up with some kind of agreement. There's got to be a middle ground, happy medium where 
we can't. Okay, if you don't want the dual release, fine. But you got to figure out something else. And now it seems like they're just going to go with the 45-day thing as well because this is the new article that just came out from Variety. It talks about this. With a, well, it's only with AMC Theaters right now, of course. But AMC Theaters and Warner Brothers agree to shorten theatrical window. In the company's quarterly earnings call, AMC announced it will accept Bitcoin payments for tickets and concessions. I'm telling you, if you guys aren't into crypto quite yet, I would say get into crypto. I've made some money off of crypto. I'm not going to lie. But at the long run, but I'm also trying to play the long game too, as well as the short. I'm just saying. You could play the short game when it comes to crypto because it constantly bounces all over the place. But the long game is there too because it seems like crypto ain't going anywhere. So I'm just selling you guys now. Invest in some crypto. AMC Theaters has reached a formal agreement with Warner Brothers to show the studio's 2022 slate on the big screen for an exclusive 45-day window. The news is not surprising because Warner Brothers has had a similar plan in the place with Cineworld, the owner of Regal Cinemas, since April. However, the announcement is comforting to film operators who feared the pandemic would spell the end of the theatrical window, the period of time in which movies are only available in theaters. Many of the biggest movie re movies released since the onset of COVID-19 premiered simultaneously on streaming services such as HBO Max and Disney+, Plus, which is a deviation from pre-plague pre times. Wow. That's a good way to say it. Pre-plague times. Remember that? I'm going to start using that too. Why are we judging box office like we're in pre-plague times? I almost said twines. Jeez. Take another drink, guys. In the company's quarterly earnings call, AMC announced that by the end of the year, it will accept Bitcoin payments for tickets and concessions. The company is also building the technology to accept Apple Pay and Google Pay by 2022. They don't already have that? That's weird. The fucking Harkins theaters I go to accept Apple Pay. Anyways, the move to embrace cryptocurrency is not uh, is a nod to the new base of younger retail investors that AMC has attracted in recent months as it has been embraced as a meme stock. Yeah, I invested in AMC. I actually made some money on AMC. It went up and I and I fucking cashed out when it went up before it dived down. I mean, I was like, yeah, again, telling you, sometimes stocks pretty interesting. It's legal gambling, literally legal gambling. The company's shares have surged, propelled um, propelled by the populist uh, sentiment rather than financial data as a, na a nod to this new reality. AMC shook up the earnings call, choosing to answer questions from its broader investor base and only um, sparring a few minutes for the analysts who closely follow the company. Some of AMC CEO's uh, Adam Aaron's remarks seemed tailored to excite his new shareholders as when he floated the idea that the exhibitor might partner with GameStop to host events for gamers. GameStop has also seen its shares surge as investors have taken up its cause, bought shares and beaten back short sellers. We're in the case, Aaron said. Uh, more to come. Later, he noted that it takes two to tango and said that although AMC has yet to reach out to the company, we intend to do so. So there you go, guys. Let's see. Aaron said, it's no secret that AMC is not happy 
when Warner Brothers announced all the 2021 movies, a slate that ranges from Space Jam and New Legacy and Dune to The Matrix 4 would premiere simultaneously on HBO Max, the company's budding streaming service. Executives at Warner Brothers maintained it was a one-year concession to the pandemic and that the studio would return to keep the keeping movies exclusively in uh, theaters 2022. It's especially gratifying that Warner Brothers is yet again embracing a theatrical window, Aaron said. For us at AMC, it's especially pleasing to be working so harmoniously, uh, harmoniously with uh, Warner Brothers once again. Aaron added, we're, we're in active dialogue with every major studio on this topic. We're hearing considerable support that an exclusive theatrical window is an important way to build a successful movie franchise. So there you go, guys. They're trying to come up with a happy median. Like, just what can they do? 45 windows, a 45 day window. Cool. I think it, to me, it almost seems like it should be a fucking, it should, to me, I think it should be 30 days. I don't know. That's just me because it just seems like one of the things that I think what was always affecting the box office was the fact that there was movie after movie after movie. Remember back, back in the nineties, back in my day, you know, nineties, eighties, there would be movies that was that were in the box office for months, months and months. I remember I just uh, on Netflix I watched um, movies that made us, and they had the Pretty Woman episode. Pretty Woman, you know, they, they you know of course talk about how it was made and how the struggles of it being made, but they also talk about how the box office. It didn't blow up at the box office right at the beginning. It just kept going up and up and up and up. Back in those, you know, back in the, the days, the good old days of that, it's like a movie could premiere and have an okay box office and then word of mouth would parlay it to just like, oh, then it would just keep going up and up and up and up. That's what's so, you know, that's what's interesting. Pet yeah, Pepperidge Farm remembers. I'm telling you, the days of those, that's just done. That's why I kind of think like, to me, it should be maybe 30 days because it just seems like after... After two or three weeks, people are like totally forgotten about, you know, who the fuck talks about Black Widow anymore? You know, after, you know, this time next week, nobody's going to be talking about the Suicide Squad. Probably. Maybe not. They're probably going to talk about the fucking weekend to weekend drop as we always do. But I'm just saying, it's like nobody's really, no, nobody talks about a movie. After a month, nobody's talking about a movie anymore. So I think, to be honest, I think they should cut it down to 30 days. That's just me, though. I think 30 days would be good, especially, you know, with people who are like, you know, that, that don't want to go uh, to the movie theater right now. But 45 days, fine, fine. I mean, I, it doesn't affect me because I just, I'm going to go to the movies no matter what, you know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait for it. I'm not, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm not afraid to go to the movie theater, so. But I just kind of think maybe they should cut it down. Maybe we should cut it down to 30 days. I don't know. That's just me, though. So I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. What do you think? Should it be 45 days, 30 days? What do you think? Should it be fuck two weeks? <laughs> that'd be that'd be interesting if it's just like two weeks. Like, but I don't think they would I don't think they would do that. But I think 30 days would be a good amount. But you could still keep it in the movie theater, you know? But you have the option. I don't know. I think 30 days is pretty good. One. I don't know. That's just what I think. Bam Margera sues over jackass forever. Well, you knew this was going to be happening. I remember when, um, you know, it's funny because I love the Jackass movies. I love the Jackass show. I mean, I kind of, 
when that when that show came out, I mean, I was still in school. Was I in junior high? I don't even remember. I just remember, you know, that was every teenage boy's favorite show was Jackass, of course. I remember watching post or pre-Jackass, like the CKY stuff, and Bam Majera was part of that. You know, I mean, it was just just skaters doing stupid shit, hurting themselves, pulling pranks. I mean, obviously, we've all we we all love this, and uh, and it sucks that Bam Margera, who was a pillar of that, that I yeah that um did I spell his name right? I did right. <laughs> I don't even yeah I think I did. Anyways, um, you know me spelling names right or even uh, even saying them wrong, but um. So it's just kind of sad that, you know, he was part of that whole crew because he was always like a skater and then he was part of the CKY stuff and then came into Jackass as that dude because, you know, nobody knew who Johnny Knoxville was. Johnny Knoxville wasn't a skater, wasn't anybody. He was just he was just a guy that just had balls to do the stuff that he did. And then, of course, you had Steve-O. You had all these different characters like coming in to make to, it was like it was just lightning in a bottle. And it's always been lightning in a bottle. But then when it comes to the addictions that these guys had to endure, Steve-O, we know very much that Steve-O almost, you know, he pretty much almost lost his life to addiction. And he's been sober for, what, 12 years now? It's been over a decade. I know that. And he seems to be doing well. Um, but uh, when it comes to uh, Bam Margera, man, I mean, I didn't realize how bad he got. Like, I, I heard about him and his struggles. And, but I thought he was trying to do like what Steve was doing and trying to clean himself up. But apparently when it came to the new jackass, uh, they kicked him out. They ousted him. They fucking ousted him because they had, they basically had to, when he signed up for it, they had to basically give him almost, I think daily fucking drug tests and all this stuff. And I think at one point he had a positive drug test and I think it was because of Adderall or something like that. I don't know. I, and I saw the Instagram videos that he would post too. And it was quite sad because I was, it was funny because I was watching like some of the jackass movies on like IFC and whatever the fuck on TV and revisiting those. And then just to hear about this, but yeah, this is what was happening today. Bammer Jera sues Paramount, Johnny Knoxville and others over jackass axing. Jackass co-creator Bam Margera is suing Johnny Knoxville, Paramount Pictures, MTV, and others over the, his firing from the franchise's upcoming movie. Seeking millions of dollars in damages, the 39-page complaint filed Monday in Los Angeles Superior Court cites defendants' inhumane, abusive, and discriminatory treatment of plaintiff Margera and for their wrongful termination of him from the Jackass franchise he created. So, yeah, Bam really did fall off, man. Yeah, he fell off the rails. Yeah, especially after Ryan Dundad. See, that's the thing that that you're right, Jose. Like, I'm totally, oh, man. And I even like Viva La Bam. I thought that was a great show, too, when he did his little spinoff show. I mean, he abused the shit out of his parents, but it was hilarious. You know, but you always saw that Bam was always a bit of like, you know, he had a lot. I mean, first off, you could tell that he spent his money. I mean, I think there was there was a jackass movie where they like fucked up his Lamborghini. And I'm like, dude, why do you have a you have a Lamborghini? But then again, he had money all, all obviously with the when it came to skater stuff, too, because um, he had that going for him. But 
Uh, yeah, after Ryan Dunn died, I mean, that was like one of his best friends. And Ryan Dunn was fucking awesome. I mean, that was, I mean, that hit. I mean, when that happened, that even hit me a little bit too because I always enjoyed him when it came to Jackass. But yeah, obviously that that fucked uh, Bam up a little bit. So, but uh, yeah, it says the plaintiff and the wrongful termination of him from the Jackass franchise he created. The suit says that in March 2020, Paramount signed Margera for a fourth Jackass film, now titled Jackass Forever. They conditioned Margera's participa participation and compensation on his adherence to a wellness agreement that obligated him, obligated him to complete multiple daily drug tests. The suit claims that while Majera was in a rehabilitation facility in 2019, Spike Johns, the producer in Knoxville, his co-star, accosted him and coerced him into signing a uh, Drakean uh, agreement. Permanent. Paramount terminated the contract in August 2020, citing a violation of the wellness agreement. But then, by then, after Majera already had was uh, you know filming scenes and developed ideas for inclusion in the film, the majority of which are being used in Jackass Forever, the suit says. Defendants went so far as to employ a doctor who FaceTimed with Majera every morning to ensure Majera took a cocktail of pills. Jeez, see that's the thing. It's like you're trying to help somebody who has an has addiction to drugs and alcohol with more pills. That's always like what I, you know, but then again, it's like, yeah, you could see how they can help, but then they probably get addicted to some of these pills. That Paramount's medical team prescribed to him the pills that left him physically and mentally drained, depressed, and a shell of his former self. See, that's the sad thing. It's like the pills are supposed to help him with his other addictions, but they also fuck him up too. So always what's so interesting about when it comes to treatments, when it when it comes to addictions, other names, other name defendants in the suit include Jackass writer producer Jeffrey uh, Tremaine, Dick House, Entertainment, and Gorilla Flicks. Um, I am pissed off, angry, hurt, and shattered that Johnny, Jeff, Spike, and the studios and producers ripped off my creativity, content, and stunts to make this movie, fired me without justification, and refused to pay for my work, Majura said in a statement. I created this franchise before any of these guys ever got involved. And that's, I mean, that's partially true. Like I said, he was part of the CKY stuff. They were doing all this shit before Jackass came along. So... I see, I see that, but at the same time, I'm like, I mean, he's, he's quite a mess, man. He's quite a mess. Yeah. I read the full article. It was a short article. Don't worry. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you say, Joe star. Yeah. It's just, I wanted to get the whole information right there. Get Bam's quote, because it is very true. Like I said, he was part of that CKY scene that I remember watching that before Jackass was ever even a thing. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. I mean, obviously, the trailer already came out for Jackass Forever, and it was missing Bam, which, like I said, he was a distinct voice. He was always very much a crybaby, though, when it came to things. Remember his fear of snakes, and they would always fuck with his fear of snakes. But, uh, but he was also insane, and he would do, like, these crazy fucking stunts, too. So, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that, especially after... I don't know. The movie's supposed to be coming out in October, right? So in a couple months, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when it comes to all this. So, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, apparently he did test positive one day. And, uh, 
I just hope he can get the help that he can get because I, you know, it's going to be sad when we wake up one day and then we're going to hear that he, you know, lost his life. And I think that's what a lot of people were worried about when it came to all this and probably his co-stars and everything. I know Steve-O has talked about it on podcasts, talked about Bam and certain stories and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, he's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be interesting what happens. Hopefully he can, he can fully get sober and be okay. And then they, you know, obviously they're going to work all this out, but yeah, at the same time, I kind of going, yeah, I mean, he kind of started this thing a little bit before this. So see what happens. See what happens. So, all right, that's all the topics guys. Uh, pretty much that's all it right there. So, uh, let's go to the Twitter questions. See what you guys are asking me over here at Twitter. All right. Let's click that. All right. Can't wait till I can get the new format. I'm digging what I'm doing over there with like the Streamlabs stuff. So, um, all right. So, Mr. Darren, laugh now, cry later. What DC needs to do with Harley next is give her a mad love with Leto's Joker and release it on Valentine's Day. Do you agree? Yeah. I thought they should have did that with, you know, instead of doing Birds of Prey. That's what I always was saying was like, instead of doing Birds of Prey on Valentine's Day, they should have did, they should have did a, a Joker and Harley movie. That would have done gangbusters, I think. Eric, yo, Dave, here's one for y'all. The dope required, no dope required, just moonlight. What is this? Uh, you've been turned into a werewolf on the days when you transform. You can lock yourself up so you don't hurt anyone, hunt down, and kill bad guys. Which do you pick? Ah, of course, man. Hunt down and kill some bad guys, like really bad guys. People who kill like, like babies and shit. Yeah. Warmongers. Yeah. Use it as a superhero thing. Yes. Dylan. Uh, just look at this chart to compare Godzilla vs. Kong and the Suicide Squad. Godzilla vs. Kong came out when everyone thought things were going back to normal when between uh, Black Widow and the Suicide Squad, you started hearing about Delta and the general audience not, not feeling safe again to go to the movies. Free Guy and Respect will be the next big test. Yeah, Free Guy comes out this week, which... Uh, I'm looking forward to, and uh, I do want to see respect as well. But uh, yeah, you could see it right there. Everything was, uh, you know, whoop, 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 cases, dun, 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 dun. and then everything seemed to be going good. And then here's where everything up, you know. So it took a little dip, and then it kind of went up a little bit. I mean, luckily we're not where where it was in January. You know, that's one of the things that we should be appreciative of is the fact that it's not as bad as it was then. So. What do you got? What do you got for me, Armani? Here I see you, Armani. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate it, sir. The Suicide Squad is set in the multiverse. It's a different Belle Reve prison, and and the Superman put in the ICU is probably a Michael B. Yeah, you know what? We don't know. Yeah, even James Gunn doesn't know which Superman it is. So you bring up a, a, a good point there, Mister Martinez. Yes, very well could be that Superman. Wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be interesting if Michael B. Jordan incorporates that with his Valzad Superman? That'd be interesting. Yeah, it's like, do we absolutely know it's the Clark Kent Superman? We don't. We absolutely don't. So that's gonna that's that's a good point there, man. Thank you for that, and thank you for the super chat. Uh, let's see, Mr. L. Uh, Ving Vingador, <laughs> Del Futuro. Can we expect to have a worldwide premiere in theaters for Zack Snyder's Justice League? I think. 
Zach and Debbie definitely wanted it, but I don't think it's going to happen, sadly. Just those charity screenings. And some people got to see it, which is cool. Edward. Hey, Dave. I wonder if James Gunn's next DC project after Peacemaker is a Bloodsport series. Idris Elba would love to see how Bloodsport shot Superman. Even James would love to see a Justice League versus Suicide Squad film. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be? That, that'd be awesome to see uh, a Justice League versus Suicide Squad. I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. You never know. Then we got Jay here. It says, DCO Superman, whether canon or Steinerverse, has become too much of a target practice by writers. Look just how many wanted uh, wanted him, uh, wished stay dead, Zod, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because it's Superman, man. That's all. It's because it's Superman. So that makes sense. Okay. Yo, Dave, have you seen this video of an 80-year-old Vietnam vet versus the, oh, the trans one? Yeah, I saw this. I know that was like a big stink. Yeah, this guy who like owns like a shop, business owner, uh, owner who uh, was like, I, he had a saying about like, if you're born with a dick, you're not a chick. I don't know. It was, I mean, poetic. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I did see that and it's, I don't know if it's, it was that the same one that, I don't know if that's the same one, but I know there was like a discussion about that over the weekend about um, that all happening. So. I don't know. I know it's a whole political stance and a political thing. So let's see. Sad to see Suicide Squad bomb. But if Walter and Toby back him and his next project flops, then Discovery will want Zach back 100 uh, percent. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Zach, that they wanted Zach back right now um, after seeing what the response to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, but but again, but again, Armani is the fact of the matter is, is they're they yes the box office was not as great but you got to take in all the variables we definitely we can't look at the box office like we did back in uh as uh variety put it as in pre-plague days we can't look at it like that and we got to look at you know numbers subscribers all that stuff obviously they want hbo max to grow they want it to grow so if it did well when it caused hbo max to like get an uptick they're gonna look at that as a success sadly but at the same time too it's like who who were they trying to really market it to? You know, I mean, it's it was a very difficult movie to like gauge where they wanted to market it. You would think they would be plastering it all over like the UFC and I don't know people, you know, in the video game world. You seem it almost seems like you know you had you had a movie like Tenet being you know marketed in the Fortnite world, video game world. It's like did that really fit? It just seems like Warner Brothers doesn't really know how to market their shit sometimes. But at the same time, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It's it's all it's all so weird. Yeah, the Suicide Squad budget was pretty damn big. But I mean, for the most part, it was utilized very well, I thought. I thought it was shot well. I thought the scope of it was grand. I thought the VFX really worked. I thought Starro looked great. I mean... That budget definitely went into quality when it came to that. I just didn't like the, you know, I don't, I don't think the story was the, the script wasn't quality. <laughs> so, you know, I've have, I have some gripes with where, you know, he took uh, the script when it came to that stuff, but man, but I tell you what though, when it comes to the way it was shot, the action and the batshit craziness of all that. And then the vi visual effects, I thought, I thought they did an excellent job. 
And thank you, Mr. Martinez. Man, you're just uh, you're being uh, very um, very awesome today. Thank you for the uh, super chats. It's uh, safe to say that DC fans have HBO Max already, right? I mean, most stayed on for Zack Snyder's Justice League. True. True. I mean, when it comes to that, I mean, I still have it. I still enjoy it. I mean, I started watching Lo re reruns of Lois and Clark over the weekend because that's a show that I loved as a kid. So now it's like, oh, it's there. And they it's in pretty it's in nice clarity and stuff. So um, I don't see I don't see myself getting rid of HBO Max anytime soon just because uh, there's a lot of content on there that I still enjoy. And I do like the fact that after I watched Suicide Squad, in the theaters, I was able to watch it again, like the next day at home on my TV. So yeah, but I know there's a lot of like, when it comes to the Snyder fandom, I would say a good amount have already gotten rid of it because they're like, no, nope, I don't need it anymore. If they're not going to, if there's not going to be any mention about res restoration fully of the Snyderverse, you know, people are going to get rid of it, which is fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine that, that they, that people get rid of it, do whatever you want. Just don't scream at the people who are still, you know, that still have it. Ratcatcher 2 is overrated. I think her, eh, I liked her. I liked her as a character, but I don't like her backstory and her flashbacks and stuff. So that's the only thing. It was like, I had a problem with the flashbacks, you know, and stuff. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But I liked her character overall. But then I didn't like the fucking Disney rat that she had that waved and got sad and was I don't know. I don't know. It's just there's some yeah. I liked her as a character. I I liked Rat Catcher too as a character. You know, I really love what's her name. God damn, she's beautiful by the way. Jesus. Um Daniela, what's her name? Um and I dug the facts like, yeah, okay, but at the same time I'm like, did do we need the Disney rat? Because <laughs> it seemed like it was like a and they even made it like a joke calling it Ratatouille uh at one point too. Thank you again, Mr. Martinez. The Suicide Squad for me is an 8 out of 10. And it's a movie standalone fun. 6 out of 10 for a DCU movie. I thought it was uh, this was a universe. And here we are killing uh, off. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good way to look at it. You know, that's a good way to gauge it. You could be like, yeah, as an overall movie in and of itself, you thought you rated it higher than you did when it fits in the DCU. I totally, totally understand that. And thank you again, sir. Um... He said, uh, Batfleck locked up Savant and Polka Dot Man. Yeah, possibly. We could look at it like that. That did. Which, which, which one of the, which one of the people, you know, which ones did Batman actually lock up or any of the superheroes lock up? I wonder if there's like a backstory about that. Probably not. That's something that Zack Snyder usually will do. Zack Snyder is very good at like, if he were to do a Suicide Squad movie, Zack Snyder would have such. He would have such a backstory for all these characters. That would be insane. Can you imagine Zach doing a Suicide Squad movie? I think it would be fucking awesome. It'd be absolutely fantastic, especially if they just let him go free range, R-rated. He would go batshit crazy. I think he would have a much tighter story, a much better backstory, story for every one of them. And then he would he would have it to he would have so much backstory that yeah, every character would be like, okay, how did that person get pinched? Or which superhero, or what the hell, or did somebody so-and-so? So you bring up a good point right there, Armani. So, yeah. So that that I, I think he would totally, like, totally nail that. So, All right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Um, appreciate you guys sticking with me as per usual and clicking in and all that stuff. Make sure you uh, smash that like, thumbs up before you leave. Do all that. And uh, 
Hey, ACS showed up right at the end, sir. Um, again, thank you for joining the vodka stream this the this Friday, this past Friday. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you want to join Film Junkie. Uh, like I, I do um, members only vlogs, and every Tuesday we do a, a stream. So do that if you want to join the Patreon. That's where you can be involved with the stream as well as uh, video stuff and see what I'm working on. So uh, head over to Patreon if you want to help out the uh, the pirate ship with that. Surely would appreciate it. And then, of course, merchandise down below, shirts, stickers, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, like I said, members, I'll do like a, a quick little vlog after this because why not? That's what I like to do. Anyways, guys, uh, been a blast. A lot to talk about today, which is cool. So uh, love you, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>